Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Employment Notebook, we provide advice and insight into different strategies for the workplace. And today, we're with Anna Runyon, leadership coach and author. And today, she brings a wealth of information and experience with her. So let's jump right into the topic that we're discussing today, which is managing in a male-dominated industry. Could you tell us why this is an important topic? Yeah, so what I realized, I spent about eight years working in a male-dominated work environment at a company called Buzon Hamilton. And what I realized, as a woman, obviously I'm a woman, and it was very tough. There were a lot of things that I kind of just jumped in and I thought I could figure out on my own. And what I realized is that women were just very, very different than men. And there's a lot of things that I needed to learn to effectively work with men. And so I started kind of blogging while I was working and I was going to school um, at night getting my MBA. And I just started blogging and sharing my thoughts and it kind of struck a chord and it, it kind of started encouraging other women to kind of see what they, you know, how it would encourage them and help them too. So um, yeah, so this is really, really important because there's a lot of things that you don't know about working with men. And if you're struggling to get ahead in your career as a woman, there's definitely some things that you really want to know, such as, you know, how to communicate with them, how to navigate the office sports talk, the competition, all those tricky little things to get into the boys network. And that's what I really teach in my book and um, in a lot of my courses. Now, what industries are truly considered to be male dominated today? Well, that's an interesting question. To be honest, my book is for someone who works with a man in any sort of industry. So I think all of us really need to learn how to work with men no matter where we work. Even if we work with an all-female-dominated all industry, we're probably going to work with a man at some point. Or even if you're starting your own business or if you're, you know, even like you said, there were some college students listening. Like if you have teamwork, team projects that you're putting together, you know, all those different things. I wouldn't really say, you know, there's obviously I came from the defense industry. So obviously that was more male dominated, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't gear towards specifically one type of industry. Um, I think it's important to just as a woman know, you know, how to work with men. I've had some people even say that kind of advice that I offer kind of appeals to their relationships too. <laughs> I don't provide dating advice, but a lot of the same things about communicating with men will work in after hours too. All right. So could you describe for us today what an effective manager in a male-dominated industry really looks like and what they do to be effective? Yeah. So there's one thing that I think is really, really important is knowing how to communicate effectively. So it's really important when you're talking with a man or when you're talking to a woman as a manager to know your audience. You're not going to want to communicate to a man the same way as you would communicate to a woman. So for instance, um, if you're giving feedback to a man, you want to make sure that it's very clear, very concise, very, you know, straight to the point. Um, with a woman, you're going to probably bring in a little bit more detail. You may not get to the point right away. There might be some small talk. But with a man, it's really, really important to kind of leave that detail to the side because um, that's, you know, that's the thing where they're going to get lost in and they're, you know, going to kind of not pay attention as much when you provide so much detail. So that's a common mistake that many women make. 
And also for negotiating, too, you want to know this stuff for negotiating because if you're negotiating with a man, it's different than a woman as well. The other thing, too, I think um, perfectionism is really is important to be aware of as a woman. I know this is something I really struggled with is trying to be 100, 115% perfect um, in my career and as a manager. And the men on, on my team, when I kind of I made it my research project to kind of watch them and see how they handled things and see what they were doing when I was kind of stuck in a career rut. And I realized that they are not, they don't try and be perfect like women do. And I watched the women on my team and we're like hardworking, sitting in our cubicles, just working, 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 not taking breaks and not, you know, enjoying work at all. We're just working our butts off. And the guys are on the other side, they're laughing, they're joking, they're having fun, they're having their like 2 p.m. break to talk about sports. And I realized, you know, that they were just having fun and enjoying their career and they liked their jobs better than I did because I was so stressed out trying to be perfect. And so um, that's another thing as a manager, you definitely don't want to strive for being, you know, too perfect. I always aim for like 80% out and kind of um, that's one thing that's going to frustrate the men on your team if you're managing men and you're trying to be very, very perfect and detailed. That's something you definitely want to know about. And then also just having that confidence, um, that assertiveness. Men actually will respect a woman who is assertive and who is confident in herself. And I think a lot of times um, women can think, oh, I don't want to interrupt or, you know, I'm scared to give my ideas or I don't want to you know, promote myself too much. It'll it'll be like I'm bragging. But that's actually something that's really, really important and that you want to do because it will help you earn that respect from the men that you manage. So what would you say out of um, those four things that you kind of brought up, what is the biggest challenge um, that a woman faces when they're really working with men in that kind of way? Well, one of the biggest challenges I think we face is kind of getting into that boys network. And there's a lot of, this is, I hear this over and over again, you know, like I, I was just talking to one of my clients yesterday and she's like, all oh, the guys go to golf and, you know, they drink like a fish and I just can't like fit in, you know? And so I think that's something as a woman, it's, it's something that we need to kind of work on. And I know for me, working with a bunch of men, they would always go to social hours after happy hours after work. And it was a struggle. I did not want to go like that. I'm an introvert. And like after a long day at work, that was the last thing I wanted to do is go hang out at a bar with, you know, the other, the men on my team. But what I realized is after I went one time and we were all on travel, we were going on a work trip and I went to their happy hour after work. And what happened is, you know, there was the conversations that were able to be had after work were very, very different than in the office. And the next day, I totally noticed that my working relationships had totally changed. I gained trust. I gained respect. I learned more about them. I asked them questions about where they lived and like, you know, some personal things I learned about their kids. Like all those things are really, really, truly important and going to help you kind of get into that network, help you build that trust and respect with the men. So I think one of the biggest mistakes is saying no, you know, oh, I don't want to go out. It's gonna, I'm going to be the only woman. Like, I don't want to hang out with these guys. Um, of course, you have to do, you have to know your values. I'm not recommending my whole brand. I don't know if you said my website is classycareergirl.com. And so my whole brand is all about being classy. So I'm all about, you know, knowing your values, knowing, you know, not crossing those at all when you're going out, obviously. But I do think it's important to go. So on that note about kind of, you know, not saying no and going out with the boys after work, how do you really handle all the sports talk? 
Okay, yeah. So sports talk. So I talked with one woman and she said the success to her career was actually watching ESPN for about 15 minutes every morning and actually knowing the highlights. So that's one thing I definitely recommend as far as sports talk. At least know the highlights, know who won the Super Bowl, know the halftime show, Mm -hmm. know those big things if you can, because that's really going to help you. You don't have to be an expert, so you don't have to, you know, know everything. But as long as you can like kind of go along with their conversation and input some, you know, answer to some some game that was won and and look like you know what you're talking about, that's going to help you go a long way. I also had someone else I talked to who said she wrote this blog article all about sports for her company and she gained immediate respect from all the guys there because they're like, oh, wow, you know, she knows a lot. Little did they know, she had asked her husband all all about, you know, all this stuff and she had done her research. It's not stuff she just knew, but it just encouraged that trust, that respect. And I think, you know, that's something I keep talking about. Trust and respect, that's something that you really, really want to try and gain as much as possible um, with the men on your team. And then also participating in the competition. There's a lot of competition that goes on in the office. And so it's really important to kind of not... It's kind of the same thing as as working too hard, but you want to contribute and participate in it. So if they're having, you know, a fantasy football game, it's perfectly fine to join in and ask if you can be on the team. Sometimes, you know, they might not ask you because they just assume that you don't want to, you know, participate in it. So that's something, you know, always ask, try and be involved as much as possible. So what steps can um, individuals take to kind of learn how to manage both men and women differently? Well, I think it's really important, first of all, like as a woman and even as a man too, you want to make sure that you understand your own leadership strengths. So there are things about yourself that's kind of the, the very first thing I always start with is understanding your strengths. So instead of focusing on your weaknesses, like what could I do better? What could I do better? Like, all leaders have some great strengths and that's what I encourage a lot of my clients to kind of bring that out of them and to be confident in those strengths, to develop your own unique leadership style instead of trying to just act like, oh, my previous manager or act as a woman. Sometimes we try and act like men, you know, and that just comes across as very inauthentic. I know when I tried to do that, it just did not work. So that's the first thing is, is understanding what your strengths are. There's a lot of assessments you can do out there to try and learn, you know, what your strengths are and bring them to the table. The one I really like is is Strengths Quest. And the other thing, too, as you're a woman, there are certain strengths that women have that men really like to have on their team. And these are strengths that they might not be as good at, but it's something that women really excel at. And so I can can go over those real quick. But the first one would be collaboration. So that's Mm -hmm. something that women are really good at. Um, we're calm under pressure. We're very good with attention to detail. We're also good with openness and empathy. And then also women also have that female intuition. So I know one of my career managers, she always kind of knows, you know, she has that female intuition. So she knows kind of the struggles that I'm going through before I even tell her. And she's like, oh, you want to talk? And I'm like, how did she know? But it's just something that we as women kind of have that men may not have. All right. So do you believe that future leaders, managers should really be taught how to do these things? Or like you were saying, it's just kind of develop your own leadership style. But is there any way that can really be kind of taught and passed down through others? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, you know, a lot of it is doing your own research and doing your own, getting a lot of feedback from others. 
you're not going to grow and develop if you're not going out there and trying to grow and develop and try and learn more. I know, you know, I've read uh, uh, books are kind of what keeps me going, like all these leadership books and like writing a book. And so any way you can learn more, um, a lot of companies do offer leadership training courses, which are really, really great. There's a lot of great blogs out there. But yeah, no, I, I, I think we can kind of get stuck in career ruts if we just continue down the same path. And I know that's kind of something that I did is I got very stuck in a career rut, kind of not realizing what my strengths were, kind of not happy in my career um, until I discovered a little bit more about understanding myself, doing some self-reflection to figure out kind of what my interests were and what my strengths were. And then, of course, building that network is really, really important. So, yeah, I think talking with people and learning from people, looking at who those, those mentors are in your life, so who those mentors are as leaders. So what are some managers that you've had that you really want to be like someday? Um, making sure, you know, they are on your side and you're continually reaching out to them. And then just doing as much as you can to to get feedback from other people. That's a really important one too. You can do it yourself through like SurveyMonkey. Um, you can create your own survey to see kind of how you're doing, how you're doing with your leadership. A lot of companies do offer some sort of assessment process too. So that's a great way to kind of confront, you know, like, how how are you doing? And and you can even ask your boss or you can ask your coworkers to have a meeting with you. I know I did this, but I just asked them, you know, how am I doing? What are some things I could be doing better? And that's a great way to get some feedback too. Some people might be scared to give it to you just in person. You might have to go the anonymous route to get that real juicy feedback that you really do need. But you can't be scared of feedback because that's really what's going to help you grow. Okay. Now, I know that you mentioned earlier that you wrote a book on this subject. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So the book is called The Professional Woman's Guide to Managing Men. And it just came out this past February. It's on Amazon. And basically what it is, is it's like a how-to guidebook for women who are working with men. So if you ever are going to be working with men at any point in your life, which I'm sure that will be almost every woman, Mm -hmm. um, it's really just going to help give you that background to help you become more confident um, in yourself and then help you navigate those waters and, and get over kind of those stereotypes that women often face. What other resources are out there for individuals who are looking for more information on how to really be a successful manager in a male-dominated industry? Well, of course, of course, there's my blog. So they can always check out classycareergirl.com. And that's where, you know, you'll find a resource of working with men and also kind of figuring out how to accelerate your leadership and your career success. And it's pretty much geared towards women, but I do have some men that do read it faithfully. So <laughs> that's great too. If you're a man, you, it's okay to come, come by and check it out. And then I would definitely, like if you're in college or if you're just starting out, like for sure get as much opportunity taking personality assessments as you can. So a lot of colleges offer them, a lot of um, corporations offer them, but take Take up your opportunities for um, taking classes and courses as much as possible, especially when they're free. Mm -hmm. So what final message or piece of advice would you want to express to managers or people looking to get into a more of a management role on this topic? I think the most important thing is to be happy in your career. And so you really have to 
basically, if you're not happy, you're not going to be a good manager. And so we've all worked for, you know, managers who weren't very happy, who didn't like their jobs and you know, who were stressed out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm all about, you know, changing that and making sure that you're happy in your career, because ultimately, if you're happy, if you're satisfied in your career, then that's ultimately going to make you more confident. It's going to make you succeed more. It's going to help your team succeed more if you're focusing on your strengths. All around, you're going to communicate more effectively. Um, Your time management productivity is going to be better too. So it really comes back to figuring out kind of what's going to make you happy. What are those things? Um, I have a whole get unstuck system to help people try and figure out what is going to make them happy, what satisfies them in their career. To really understand yourself, your interests, your motivations, kind of like what your purpose is, your ideal work day, and then really expanding your network to help you talk through that and really figure out that clear direction for yourself. So even though I'm talking about, you know, being leaders and managers, I think it's really, really important. It all comes back to being happy because that's one of the most important things. Well, on that note, our time is coming to a close today on Employment Notebook. So I just want to thank Anna for coming in today and sharing her expert advice with us today. So thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, just send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time. 